It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I hope you had a great weekend. Welcome into the show. Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio, Monday, August 8th. Had a great weekend. I watched all three Oceans movies. Now, when I say all three, that makes me sound like a sexist, misogynistic pig because there is a fourth one called Ocean's 8 with the ladies that I haven't seen yet. But I watched the first three. Um, that tells you how boring my weekend was. That's what I did. Six hours of George Clooney and Brad Pitt and Carl Reiner and James Kahn's kid and the other Affleck guy and uh, Julia Roberts, thank you very much, and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Uh, great. Loved it. Uh, how, yeah, I've seen them before. I don't care. That's my life. Threw on a little Notting Hill last night. Yeah. More Julia. Can't get enough Julia. So that was my weekend. Did watch a lot of baseball, and I'll get to that. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Don't forget, it's Summer Cash Bash at Thornton's. Each week, one lucky Refreshing Rewards member will win $10,000. That happens all summer long with the grand prize of a 2022 Chevrolet Tahoe. Simply open your Refreshing Rewards app, click on the Summer Cash Bash icon. That's it. You're entered. You can earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, Bud Light 12-packs, hot dogs, large Doritos, many more using your Refreshing Rewards card. That's Thornton's Summer Cash Bash. If you're not a Refreshing Rewards member, become one today. Text REWARDS to 80313. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Ocean's 12 is vastly underrated. It is considered the stepchild in the series, and I don't think that's fair. They go overseas. Um, You know, Terry Benedict is back. And once his money back after all the money they stole plus interest from Ocean's Eleven, Andy Garcia, by the way, is Terry Benedict. And it's underrated. It's underrated. Al Pacino is the bad guy, and the third one is great. Ocean's 13. I'm going to have to watch Ocean's 8, I guess. But anyway, I did uh, do some sports things this weekend. Friday night, went to the uh, St. X Eastern scrimmage at St. X. Don't forget, St. X Tiger football all fall long right here on the Big X on Friday nights. We'll get it started on the 19th as the Tigers host Owensboro. Tony Burke and myself will bring you all the action from the uh, Kroger broadcast booth right here on the Big X. Look forward to it. So I went to the scrimmage. Uh, you know, it was hot. I, I don't understand August football. NFL doesn't do it anymore. College creeps into August a little bit. But high school football, you got a scrimmage on August 5th. They got another one on August 12th. Do you know what the heat index is going to be on August 12th? I don't. But my guess is there might be a delay until the sun goes down. And then August 19th, regular season starts. I love high school football. I love high school sports. I love communities coming together, especially in southern Indiana, to watch their teams play. But August is too early. I don't care if you have to shorten the season. Just wait till September. My goodness. We had a we had a pro football game Thursday, Hall of Fame game. I I don't know who won. Raiders, Jaguars, who cares? Nobody cares. It was Hall of Fame weekend. That was the important part. And 
this Friday, we will have more NFL preseason games. And I'm very excited about tomorrow night. 10 o'clock HBO, Hard Knocks training camp with the Detroit Lions. I'm not a Lions fan. Couldn't care less. I, you know, Maybe Jared Goff was going to be their quarterback again. I don't know. Dan Campbell is an entertaining coach. He's a uh, headline waiting to happen. He's, a, he's got a lot of great quotes. He'll be fun. But I ask me how many Detroit Lions I know. One, Jared Goff. That's about it. But I love Hard Knocks. I love the show and can't wait for it to get underway again tomorrow night. Um, NFL News, might as well start there. Matthew Stafford's got a bad elbow. He's got a tender elbow. That's what they're calling it in training camp. And Sean McVay, the head coach of the defending world champions, said, yeah, I'm a little worried about it. And, and now you don't hear coaches say that very often, right? Well, you know, he's got a tender elbow, but uh, we're resting him, and he's working through it, and he's going to be ready to go on opening day. That's what you hear. For Sean McVay to come out and say, yeah, this is, uh, this is uh, irregular, and we are uh, looking into it. We're trying to figure it out. That is honesty, which you don't get at the head coaching level in the National Football League very often. Stafford had off-season surgery on the elbow, and now there's tenderness. Stafford blew it off yesterday in his press conference. Eh, you know, it's, uh, we're, we're taking all the precautions, and I'll be ready for opening day, and blah, 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 blah. Because that's what you do. You, you give the sound bites. You give the cliches. Remember, uh... Ebby Calvin Nuke Lelouch, learning his cliches. Got to play them one game at a time. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes it rains. That's what Matthew Stafford gave us yesterday. But this is a very talented Los Angeles Rams team. Aaron Donald is back at defensive end for another year. They did lose Odell Beckham Jr., but they still have Cooper Cup maybe the best receiver in the league, definitely top three, top four. Good running game, great offensive line, terrific defense led by Aaron Donald, good defensive backs led by Jalen Ramsey, a great kicking game. They've got it all. But you got to have a good quarterback nowadays. you got to have a quarterback that stays healthy nowadays. There are anomalies. There are outliers. Joe Flacco winning a Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer winning a Super Bowl. These are outliers. They shouldn't happen. These guys are not Hall of Fame caliber quarterbacks. But if you're the Rams, your backup is John Wolford. He is the second cousin of former Buffalo Bill, Will Wolford. Former Pittsburgh Steeler, former Indianapolis coach, Will Wolford. He is a... Uh, the son of uh, former St. X basketball player Bobby Wolford. That's why I know him. They moved to Florida, and John Wolford broke just about every record in Florida high school football as a quarterback. And the Rams are happy with John Wolford as their backup. They thought about going out and getting somebody else with this elbow tenderness issue that Matthew Stafford has, but they decided against it. They like their backup quarterback. Nobody wants to see the backup quarterback. Everybody wants him holding a clipboard on the sidelines. When you have a great quarterback, if you're the Buccaneers, if you're the Packers, right? If right now, if you're the Bengals, yes, the Bengals, 
If you're the Buffalo Bills, you don't want to see the backup quarterback. Now, there are teams who do want to see the backup quarterback. Their favorite player is the backup quarterback because they hate their quarterback situation. Who's got the biggest question marks at quarterback this season coming up? Well, a team that rarely has quarterback question marks and hasn't had for years is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers have been blessed with Terry Bradshaw and Ben Roethlisberger. And that is a chunk right there of the last 30 years, 40 years. That's a chunk. They've been blessed. But they went out, they got Mitchell Trubisky. After Ben retired, they went out and they got Mitchell Trubisky. He was a disaster in Chicago. Part of it may have been that the coaching wasn't very good. Because he went to Buffalo last year as a backup, got in some blowouts, played fairly well, looked like he knew what he was doing, and he's learned a lot from Sean McDermott and that offensive staff in Buffalo. He is competing for the starting job in Pittsburgh. But here's something Steeler fans didn't want to hear. It's a competition between Mitchell Trubisky and Mason Rudolph. They've seen Mason Rudolph. They don't like what they've seen in Mason Rudolph. When you got Trubisky, when he signed with the Steelers, conventional wisdom was, okay, Steelers are going to work with him. He is our new quarterback. That's what everybody thought. That's what I thought. But the truth of the matter is, maybe he really wasn't the guy that was an early round, early first-round draft pick out of North Carolina. Maybe he wasn't that good. Maybe it wasn't the Bears coaching or lack thereof that made him ineffective in Chicago. So Pittsburgh is looking in look, you're in a tough division. You got the Bengals who were in the in the Super Bowl last year. You got the Ravens and Lamar Jackson who expect a bounce back season. And you got Cleveland who at this point is going to get Deshaun Watson back in week seven. That may change within the next week. So you're in a difficult division if you're Pittsburgh. The one thing you want and the one thing everybody needs is a solid starting quarterback, a guy that everybody knows he's the guy. I say this all the time. If you have two good quarterbacks, that means you don't have one great quarterback. right? If there's a competition, that's not good. Carolina, same thing. You bring in Baker Mayfield, you trade for Baker Mayfield, you expect Matt Rule, who's on the hot seat, the head coach, to say, Baker Mayfield is our guy. He doesn't. He says, Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold will compete for the starting job. Sam Darnold didn't get Carolina in the playoffs last year. He didn't get the Jets to the playoffs when he played in New York. He is not the guy the Carolina Panther fans want to see in the game. He's the guy that you assumed was going to be over on the sideline with the clipboard talking to Maker Mayfield while the, uh, while the Panther defense was on the field. Baker Mayfield, didn't, he got a raw deal in Cleveland. He was hurt. He played hurt. He didn't play well. He was the scapegoat because he tried to play through an, an injury to his left shoulder, his non-throwing shoulder. He tried to play through it. He should get kudos for that, but instead – the Browns went out and got Deshaun Watson. 
that made Mayfield expendable. They uh, the relationship was clearly tarnished. So Carolina said, "Come on down. You're our new starting quarterback." Not so fast. And we've only been in camp about a week here. We've only been in camp about a week. And before training camp began, Mitchell Trubisky was going to be the starter in Pittsburgh and Baker Mayfield was going to be the starter in Carolina. We are less than a week in, and we don't know that to be the case. And that's not good for those fans of those franchises. Today, Washington Commander head coach Ron Rivera spoke about the inaccuracy or lack of accuracy from the new commander's quarterback, Carson Wentz. A hero in Philadelphia until he got hurt. Led them to a great record, had a great season his rookie year, but he got hurt. Nick Foles took over. Philadelphia won the Super Bowl. I've got the uh, Trevor Kelsey banner here in the studio to prove it. Philadelphia Eagles. But then, I don't know, not playing well. Maybe we should have kept Nick Foles. Trade him to the Colts. Gets to the Colts last year. They lose in the regular season finale to Jacksonville to not make the playoffs. Are you kidding me? The Colts, in a brilliant move, pick up Matt Ryan and get rid of Carson Wentz. And now he's in Washington where his own head coach said, there's been uh, some issues with inaccuracy. That's not what you want to hear out of a starting quarterback. Taylor Heineke was supposed to be the number two quarterback. He's still supposed to be the number two quarterback. He started a lot of games in Washington last year for the then Washington football team. And now we've got a competition and Carson Wentz can't beat out Taylor Heineke? You're kidding me. Seattle, is it Drew Locke? Is it Geno Smith? I don't know. It's up in the air. Russell Wilson goes to Denver. You get Drew Locke back, and you think, okay, Drew Locke, big arm, big arm at Missouri, played a few games, had injury issues in Denver, but he's the starting quarterback. And Pete Carroll, the head coach, says, well, Geno Smith looks pretty good. We saw Geno Smith when Russell Wilson was injured. We saw Geno Smith with the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Geno Smith is not an effective starting quarterback in the National Football League that will lead your team to the playoffs. So why is Drew Locke not the starter? New Orleans, is it Jameis Winston? Or is it a bunch of other guys? Jameis Winston, first look here. Injury, torn ACL early in the season. 100% 100% ready to go. You would think the new head coach, Dennis Allen, would be saying, yes, he's our guy. Nope. Taysom Hill's even in, in the mix here. A guy who's got a contract that says he gets paid a certain amount of money if he plays quarterback and a certain amount less money if he plays tight end slash halfback. So New Orleans is a mess. Even San Francisco. San Francisco, and I give, I give them credit. At least they're saying the right things. We're not trading Jimmy Garoppolo, even though we want to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Trey Lance is our guy. He is our guy. Kyle Shanahan's telling everybody that'll listen. Well, then why don't you trade Jimmy G? You can get some great value for him. Part of the reason, and I understand this, is you wait to see who needs a starting quarterback. 
Who gets hurt in the first two se- two weeks of the season? Who gets hurt in the preseason? And all of a sudden, a team is desperate for a starting quarterback, and there's more value for Jimmy Garoppolo. You get more draft picks, higher draft picks. I get it. But the longer Jimmy G stays in San Francisco, the more questions arise. Is Trey Lance ready? He played one game in his senior season of college because of COVID. They had one game. And he didn't play well. They only played that game to showcase him, and he didn't play well. He was hit and miss last year when he did play. But he's the guy, right? Playoff teams don't have quarterback question marks. When I look at Pittsburgh, Carolina, Seattle, New Orleans, San Francisco, I don't know that they're playoff teams. I don't know if I can put them in the playoffs. I don't have that trouble with Buffalo and Josh Allen, Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, Cincinnati even with Joe Burrow, Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, Los Angeles Chargers, Justin Herbert, Dallas Cowboys even, even though they may not make the playoffs, they know who their quarterback is at least. Dak Prescott's the guy. Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, Tampa Bay. What's that guy's name? Oh, Tom Brady. L.A. Rams, Matthew Stafford. Hopefully he's healthy. Even Arizona, Kyler Murray. Those are playoff teams because they have a star quarterback. That's the most important thing in the league. Do you have a star quarterback? Because if you don't, the mountain is a lot steeper. All right, we'll take a break. Kentucky basketball plays in two days. I know we're less than a month away from college football, but we're going to have some basketball this week. Crazy. Also, we'll play good weekend, bad weekend. Who's smiling this Monday? Who's frowning this Monday? All that and more. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open to join in on the conversation. 502-384-1450. 384-1450. Or you can hit me up on the Thornton's text line if you like. 502-414-1450. 414-1450. That's the way to get your text into the show on the Thornton's text line. Phoenix Hill Richard uh, wants me to get off the back of Trent Dilfer. Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Super Bowl winning quarterback Trent Dilfer. All right. Hey, all I can the only good thing I I can say about Trent Dilfer is his daughter a, was a great volleyball player at Louisville. There you go. That's all I can say. All right, Shady Rays. This is a good day to have them. It is a gorgeous day out there. I know we might get some pop up storms, but hottest day of the week. Get your Shady Rays on. Let me tell you about them. Independent American owned company started in Kentucky. Shady Rays changing the way you wear sunglasses with. An industry-best combination of fit, style, and performance without the big brand price tag. Also, Shady Rays has the crazy warranty. Every pair backed by lost and broken replacements. You lose them, you break them. Even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair. Period. Simple. To the point. There's no haggling here. You buy a pair, you lose them, 
you, you get back on the website. I lost them. They'll send you a new pair free of charge. Also, Shady, Shady Rays provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order. They've donated over 20 million meals to date. Look good in your shades. Feel good by making an impact. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays offering 25% off. You can try them out. See what they're all about. Use code BIGX at checkout. That will get you 25% off all adult shades. That is Big X is the code you use at checkout. ShadyRays.com. That's the place to go. Had mine on on the way over here. Good to have them on. Bright day out there. Of course, uh, that's until the uh, until the rain shows up. Um, all right. Let the outrage begin because USA Today has released their preseason college football poll. Just came out. The Associated Press poll will be out next Monday. But uh, USA Today just came out. Alabama is the preseason number one team in the country. Real shocker. Ohio State is second. Georgia is third. Uh, They were uh, within 22 points of each other. Alabama had 1,634 points. Ohio State, 1,564. Georgia, 1,542. Clemson is fourth. Notre Dame number five, Michigan six, Texas A&M seven. The first Pac-12 team in at number eight, not USC. It's Utah, the running Utes. My cousin Vinny, the judge's favorite team, the Utes. Number nine, Oklahoma, 10, Baylor. Followed uh, 11 through 20, Oklahoma State, Oregon, North Carolina State, Michigan State, USC, Pitt, Miami, Texas, Wake Forest, Wisconsin. Kentucky is 21 on the list. Cincinnati is 22. Uh, The top 25 finishes with Arkansas, Ole Miss, and Houston. So that's Ole Miss, Arkansas, Kentucky. I'm counting uh, schools here. Texas A&M, Georgia, Alabama, six SEC schools in the uh, top 25. Uh, Louisville, by the way, had one vote. So they had one 25th place vote. Uh, They are on the list of others receiving votes. Just outside the top 25, Iowa, Penn State, Tennessee, Brigham Young, and LSU. Uh, I don't remember the last time LSU was not in a preseason top 25. Yikes. Things have uh, gotten bad down on the bayou. But there you go. Start your – Yelling that your team is disrespected or your team's getting too much respect, whatever it is, time to start arguing. Alabama, number one in the country. Speaking of college football, I got good weekend, bad weekend, and one of the bad weekend things, Kale Gundy, assistant coach at Oklahoma, running backs coach, former wide receiver coach, longest tenured coach in Big 12. Not head coach, but longest tenured coach in the Big 12. He'd been there since 99, I think. He played quarterback for the Sooners. He is the uh, brother, younger brother, of Mike Gundy, the Oklahoma State head coach. Cale Gundy resigned yesterday at Oklahoma. All right. That's a bad weekend for Cale. So they're having a team meeting. He's a coach. He notices that one of the players is on his iPad not paying attention. So he goes over to the player, picks up the iPad, and starts reading aloud whatever was in front of him on this iPad. And in while reading this, 
he reads a racial slur word, which you can't use. I think we all know what it is. Now, they weren't his words. He was reading from a player's iPad, and he just read the quote out loud to everybody in the room. I don't know if there was backlash. I don't know if someone called the chancellor or the head coach or the athletic director. I don't know what happened, but today, Cale Gundy resigned as running backs coach of the Oklahoma Sooners with a heavy heart, and he, he, uh, he owned it. He owned what he did. He said, there's no excuse for me to have said this word, and I, I should have read ahead and, and realized, hey, I can't say that, but he hadn't done that. He was just reading it as he went along. Boom, there it is. Boom, he said it, and now he is no longer the running back coach for the Oklahoma Sooners. That is a bad weekend. Good weekend. Let's start with the New York Metropolitans. Wow. I said this last week. I got the Mets and the Astros in the World Series. Everybody loves the Dodgers, who have won eight in a row, and who swept the Padres, who got all this talent all of a sudden. And I like the Dodgers, too. The Mets are the better story. They're the better story because they're the Mets. I've talked about other teams in the past and said, well, they did something, something the Mets would do. Well, they're doing Mets things. That's not, it was not a compliment. That would be a compliment now. The Mets won four out of five against their pursuers, the Atlanta Braves in the National League East. Four out of five, um, including a doubleheader sweep on Saturday where Max Scherzer pitched the second game, seven innings of two-hit ball, and then Jacob deGrom yesterday beat the Braves 5-2. to two. deGrom retired the first 17 Atlanta Braves until he gave up a walk and a home run with two out in the sixth. They took him out, and uh, the Braves got nothing more. The Mets now have as many wins as the New York Yankees. They both have 70 wins. They're both 70 and 39. Now, the Dodgers have the most wins in baseball at 75, but the Astros, Mets, and Yankees all now have 70 wins. The Mets now have a six-and-a-half game lead against it over Atlanta, nine-and-a-half over a very hot Philadelphia team who's won nine of their last ten, including five in a row. They swept Washington over the weekend. The Mets are the real deal. And it's hard to say those words because they haven't been the real deal for so long. New manager, Buck Showalter. Different attitude on that team. They don't strike out. I watched the game yesterday against the Braves. They, they make the pitcher have long innings, long at-bats. Even a three-out inning, it might be 20 pitches long because they foul off a lot of pitches. They make the pitcher work. In this day and age where it's all about the home run, the walk, and the strikeout, they don't strike out. They walk a lot. They don't hit an inordinate amount of home runs other than Pete Alonzo, but they keep at bats alive. They grind it out, and they got guys at the top of the order like Nemo and Lindor that get on base. They got guys that drive them in like Marte uh, and Alonzo and Escobar. They got great pitching. And again, when you get to the playoffs, when your one-two punch is going to be Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom, you got something special there. 
I've said the Mets are going to the World Series, and they had a great weekend. Not a good weekend. They had a great weekend. Also, the St. Louis Cardinals had a good weekend. They now have a two-game lead over Atlanta. They swept a three-game set against the New York Yankees. Yankees lost five straight now. Remember a month ago, three weeks ago, I was talking about how the the Yankees were on a record pace, going to win – more games than those 2001 Mariners who won 116 regular season games. That's not going to happen now. That's not going to happen. The Yankees have lost five straight. They've lost six of their last ten. Um, they're struggling. They're missing Stanton in the lineup. And I said this, if you don't let them hit home runs, you can walk them. You can pitch around there and judge. They're going to strike out a lot, and they're not going to string together three-run innings where they don't hit a home run. They'll hit a three-run homer, but they're not going to go double, single, double, sacrifice, sacrifice fly. They're not going to string together three-run innings like that. So if you keep them in the park, keep them in the park, walk them when you have to, they're going to make outs, and they're they're not going to beat you. And Frankie Montas, the big pickup at the break, he gave up six runs in the first inning to St. Louis, or in first two innings to St. Louis the other day. Saturday, I think it was. So, good weekend, Mets and Cardinals. And I'll throw the Dodgers in there, too, because the Dodgers swept San Diego. The Padres went out and got Josh Hader and Juan Soto and Josh Bell and all of these stars that they got to help make them the better team. And they got destroyed by the Dodgers over the weekend. 20-4 to is the composite score in those three games. The Padres are 1-4 since they got Juan Soto. Look, he's, he's been great. Last night was the first game for San Diego. He didn't have a hit. But, man, the Dodgers put their foot on the gas this weekend. And they said, you know what? We're still the Dodgers. You're still the Padres. It is a 15-and-a-half game lead in the National League West for the Dodgers over San Diego. Now, San Diego, Bob Melvin, the manager, to his credit, was like, hey, you know, it's just three games. We're fine. We'll be okay. Okay, you're right. You're going to make the playoffs. You're 61-50. and Right now, that gets you the uh, number two spot in the wild card. That's all, you know, that's sweet. I think that's sweet. The way the playoff format is today, the way it's set up, the best records have such a huge advantage. you got six teams in each league. You have the three um, division winners, and then you have three wild cards. Well, the top two seeds get a bye. And right now, and I don't see this changing, the top two seeds in the National League are going to be the Dodgers and the Mets, and the top two seeds in the American League are going to be the Yankees and the Astros. That's it. So I would be stunned, stunned in this era of insanity where you never know what's going to happen in sports. Oh, my gosh, anybody can beat anybody. I would be shocked if the American League Championship Series wasn't Yankees-Astros and the National League Championship Series isn't mets against the Dodgers. I don't know who else can, can be there. The Braves, all right. Padres, okay, make an argument. 
By the way, the Dodgers are now 21-2 and against the National League West. Wow. That's incredible. So, good weekend, Mets, Cards, Yan- Dodgers, bad weekend, Braves, Yankees, Padres. Also, good weekend, umpires at the Blue Jays-Twins game last uh, yesterday. We don't see managers get thrown out anymore because everything's replay, right? So you don't go run out and argue. You don't turn your hat backwards and kick dirt on the umpire and get tossed out of the game. We had two yesterday. One of them was Rocco Baldelli, former player, twins manager. There was a play at the plate in the 10th inning where new Blue Jay Whit Merrifield slid into Gary Sanchez, the catcher. He was out, but Toronto challenged and said, hey, Sanchez was blocking the play. New York agreed, and Rocco Baldali and his bald head lost his mind yesterday. Came out of the Twins' dugout. Now, I feel bad for the umpires because they didn't make the call. They made the call they thought was right. New York changed it on them. Baldelli should have gotten on a plane and headed to New York if he wanted to yell at somebody or gotten them on the headset, do something but he took it out on the umpires. It was a it was a judgment call, which if it's a judgment call, you're supposed to stick with the call on the field. It's got to be egregious, and it wasn't. It was a bad day for the umpires in Minnesota yesterday. It was it was a, also a bad day for Pete Rose. Pete Rose was in Philadelphia yesterday. The 1980 championship team was being honored, a team that Rose was the first baseman for. And the Phillies went through all the proper channels and said, hey, look, we're, we want to invite Pete back. We want the the, uh, the players want him there. The, his teammates from that 1980 team were celebrating that. Uh, they were supposed to do it two years ago, but COVID got in the way, so they were doing it yesterday. So all the players were there except Mike Schmidt, who had COVID. He had a video message, but all the guys were there. Pete Rose went on the uh, TV broadcast with John Cruck and the play-by-play guy afterward. He used multiple expletives during the uh, – exchange. He also downplayed um, a report of a a sexual relationship with a underage girl back in his days in Cincinnati. Told a female reporter, that was 50 years ago, babe. Yeah. Okay, Pete, you can't call her babe. That's number one. We're not talking about that. That That's And then he goes on television on local TV and throws out a few different expletives just as he's talking. He wasn't mad. He was just talking in a normal voice with uh, like me and Jim here talking when we're not on the air. You know how many expletives I use, Jim, when we're not on the air. Yeah, you you've know, uh, I fire them out at you, right? You you know like 14 different ones. Oh man, so. I know ones you haven't heard. Yeah. But you can't do it on TV, Pete. Pete Rose if he want he's 81, okay? He's 81. And I say this all the time. I said it when the late great Billy Reed was alive. Once you get to a certain age, you can say whatever you want, and people should just say, okay, he's 80. He, we're not going to change him. Guess what? You're not changing Pete Rose. He didn't help his Hall of Fame candidacy yesterday, I can tell you that. Oh, Pete. My other winner of the weekend, good weekend, Yu Hyung Kim. 20 years old. He won the Wyndham Championship, golfer. Shot a 61 yesterday, including a 27, you heard me right, on the front nine. 27. Eight under through his first nine holes yesterday, including an eagle. An eagle, six birdies and two pars. Uh, He's 20. 
He was unbelievable. He's going to be around for a while. He's played in majors. He's played well in majors, but not well enough to be top 10. But, man, what a day he had and what a weekend he had at the Wyndham Championship. All right, we'll take a break. I'm well past break time. U.K. basketball starts up Wednesday. Talk about that. And PGA versus Live continues. Listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage right here on the Big X. Back Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Final segment of the day on this Monday. I love Monday. That is, uh, that's a lie. I don't love Monday. I don't even know what day it is. I'm retired, so I'm, uh, the only reason I know is because I had to come in here and do a show today. That's how I know it's Monday. Eminem Cartage hotline is open, 384-1450, 502-384-1450, to uh, join in on the conversation. Thorne's text line open as well, 414-1450. Don't forget, Summer Cash Bash is going on at Thornton's. Each week, one lucky Refreshing Rewards member wins $10,000 all summer long with the grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Two steps, open your Refreshing Rewards app. That's step one. Step two, click on the Summer Cash Bash icon. That's it. You're entered. You can earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Bud Light 12-packs, hot dogs, Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, large Doritos, many more using your Refreshing Rewards card. That's Thornton's Summer Cash Bash. Not a Refreshing Rewards member? Become one today. Text REWARDS to 80313. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. Easy. Anything you want to talk about. Um, Bats baseball, they beat Indianapolis 8-3 Saturday. Lost yesterday 11-8. They're back at it tomorrow in Iowa City against the Iowa Cubs. For a six-game set, that's tomorrow night. Uh, you'll, you can hear all the action with Nick Kern right here on the Big X. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Cubs-Reds. I got a new thing going here. It's the battle for last place, right? I'm a Cubs fan. Ed, who's on the show with me a lot, is a Reds fan. It is the battle for last place. That's not where you want to be in August. I, I grant you that. But right now my Cubs are a half game behind Pittsburgh and a full game behind Cincinnati in the cellar of the National League Central. The Reds are 44-63. and 63. By the way, I said this on the air. Ed, big Reds fan, must not love his team too much, thinks they're going to lose 100. And I told him they're not going to lose 100 games. They won two out of three in Milwaukee this weekend. The Reds are now 44-63. and 63. They're not losing 37 more games. It's that simple. Uh, so the Reds 44-63. and 63. The Pirates are 44-64. and 64, And the Cubs are 43-64. and 64. So there you go. But they play a one-game series this week, Cubs-Reds. It's Thursday, the Field of Dreams game in Iowa. Dad, you want you want to have a catch? Uh, remember it was Yankees White Sox last year, and the White Sox won it uh, on a walk off home run into the cornfield. You hit hit it over the into the cornfield. It's a home run. Cubs Red, boy, Major League Baseball's got to be rethinking this. Cubs Reds, jeez, we can't get two better teams to play in the Field of Dreams game than the Cubs and the Reds. 
who are a combined 40 games under 500. But that's, look, I'll be watching Thursday. That's it. Plain and simple. All right, uh, PGA versus Liv. The PGA has fired back here. I told you about Davis Love the third last week saying, look, if these Liv golfers who have uh, filed a temporary restraining order, they want to be allowed to play in the FedEx Cup playoffs, which begin this Thursday with the FedEx St. Jude Classic in Memphis, and they want to play. If they're if they in the top one, 125 of FedEx Cup points, they want to play. Um, Taylor Gooch, Matt Jones, among the golfers who are suing to be able to play. And the PGA, Davis Love, the third, said, look, if they come over to play, our members who make the rules are going to not play. It's that simple. It'll be a four-man tournament. And that's not going to happen. So the PGA filed suit against the live golfers. They they sort of just countersued saying, look, they can't have – basically they said they can't have their cake and eat it too. They wanted to go to the live tour. They knew the suspensions were coming if they did that. They knew we were not going to let them play in the FedEx Cup playoffs. They took the money. They took the blood money from the Saudis. They went, and now they want to come back and play in our playoff system? No, not happening. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, you got to have a decision by Thursday because the FedEx St. Jude Classic begins Thursday morning. So we'll see what happens as the world turns here in the PGA Tour versus the Live Golf Tour. All right, Kentucky, I know you're excited for football, and you should be. As I mentioned earlier, the USA Today poll, preseason poll is out. Kentucky's ranked 21st. Um, you've got Will Levis back. You've got a host of wide receivers. You got Chris Rodriguez, question mark, might be back. you got a bunch of good defensive players back, including J.J. Weaver. Kentucky sh- should be excited. But Big Blue Nation is still Big Blue Nation. And it's basketball. It's all about basketball. Mark Stoops can preach football till he's blue in the face. Kentucky can win the SEC East. They could win the SEC East. They were picked by the media to finish second in the SEC East this year. You beat Georgia in Lexington, you got a shot. It's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Most sane people don't think it's going to happen. But it doesn't matter because Kentucky is always going to be a basketball school first. That's it. Ohio State can be a Final Four contender in in basketball. They're always going to be a football school. The Illinois Fighting Illini. I don't know which one they are. Jim, help me out. Uh, varies from year to year, but more, more most recently it's been a basketball Okay, school. basketball. Okay, I'll, I'll go along with that. I didn't know. I really didn't know. Indiana football can go to the Rose Bowl. They're still going to be a basketball school. It's just the way it is. Louisville, same thing. Kentucky fan is excited, not about the home opener on September 2nd, I believe it is. They are excited about the Bahamas tour that starts Wednesday. The players are there. The coaches are there. They've reached the Bahamas. I love these things. Louisville played in the Bahamas last year, the Bahamar Classic, whatever it was. Now they played three, well, they played two games against collegiate teams. I think it was Mississippi State and Maryland, if I'm not mistaken. Kentucky's playing the Dominican Republic's National Select Team on Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, all games on the SEC Network. Thursday, they play the Tech de Monterey. I don't even know what that is. I thought it was a dance club. 
Disco Tech de Monterey. They play them on Thursday at 7 o'clock, and then Saturday at 6, Carleton University, and Sunday at noon, the Bahamas national team. Now, remember, I think it was 2012 they went, uh, the year they won the uh, national title. They went to the Bahamas preseason, and they lost that fourth game, if you remember. I don't even remember who they played against. might have been the Bahamas national team then. But you go over and you play these games, and you know, you're young, you're trying to get better. You got uh, a bunch of bunch of freshmen on the team like Kaysen Wallace. This is a little different. Lance Ware is not going to play. He's a veteran. He's a third-year guy, but he's been banged up. You got Severe Wheeler. You got, you know, he's a veteran. Oscar Shibwe is a veteran. It's a little bit different this year. But you play these games, and by the time you get to Sunday at noon in the Bahamas, you've had a really good time off the court. You played three games. You're ready to come home. All right, I want to come back see some family members, and you mail that fourth game in. I'm just saying, take the Bahamas and the points on Sunday, right? Take the Bahamas and the points. But I love these. I love these pre preseason things. I think Auburn is in Israel right now. They play the Israeli national team on the SEC Network tonight. They've been playing some games uh, in the Middle East, and I just think it helps. It helps with as much as anything with camaraderie, cohesiveness, your guys getting to know each other, and it really, I think, helped that 2012 Kentucky team. Uh, these are not – this is not Kansas or North Carolina or Gonzaga who Kentucky's now going to play this year, right? These are sometimes grown men that you're playing against, first of all. The Dominican Republic National Select Team, these guys are not going to be 18 and under. It's going to be some veteran players, and that's usually the case. And it's better competition most of the time than you would think. Now, Carleton University, maybe Kentucky wins by 40. Tech de Monterey, I have no idea. No idea, and neither do you, and neither does Big Blue Nation. But you know what it is? It's basketball in the blue and white uniform for the crazy Big Blue Nation and they're, A, going to the Bahamas if they can. I love the ballrooms they, they set up as basketball courts. It feels like a jump shot could hit the roof. It really does. I saw the picture today of the court, and it looks like a jumper with a little arch on it could deflect off of the ceiling. I don't know. I think that would make the game great. Hey, you know what? Play it. If it doesn't go out of bounds, you play it. Hits the roof, keep playing it. It's like grade school. When the buzzer's going down and you throw that shot from the other end of the court and it hits the light and goes straight down at midcourt, I hope we see that. I love that kind of stuff. I love it. All right, I'm going to give you one other winner tonight. You're going to love this. The Mets coming off that series with the Braves host the Reds tonight. Justin Dunn will pitch for Cincinnati. Just called up from the, from the uh, bats. He's making his major league debut. Take the Reds tonight. It is a letdown night for the Mets at home. They just whooped the Braves. They're feeling good about themselves. Reds over the Mets tonight. You're welcome. Talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.